Hello and welcome to Slay Sunday. I'm your host Louise Hazel and joining me this week we have singer, songwriter, actor and star of Nickelodeon's Drake and Josh. I know, calm down, calm down. People hitting me up for this one. It's Drake Bell. In this week's episode, we're going to be discussing MTV's The Challenge Champs vs. Stars Season 3 and Drake is giving us the lowdown on all things music, fashion and having champion blood. Drake, Yo. I'm so glad we get to catch up. Yeah, I'm so stoked. This like is I, awesome. I haven't seen you since we did the show. What prompted you to say yes to Challenge vs. Stars Season 3? First of all... Uh... The charity aspect of it, obviously. Who are you playing for? Uh, Remind us. Uh, Global Down Syndrome. And I'd done a few of these types of shows like Fear Factor. Mm-hmm. and Splash. Splash, which was, uh, <sighs> I'll tell insane. you. Challenge versus Stars was difficult, but there is absolutely nothing. I'm sure that's why they only did one season of Splash. Mm-hmm. Um but there's nothing that can compare to doing that show. We had that format. That was the, the most intense. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where we got it from the UK. Exactly. But the UK version, it was much more like falling with the stars. Like mm. there was a lot of going, the, like the US version, they wanted to amp it up. Mm. So they were they were having us progress. Our our. We were uh, being coached by these, you know, Olympic coaches and Greg Luganis was, we were working with and they would come up to us and go, okay, well, this is what the production wants you guys to be doing this week. And okay, I don't know what, like they were really like, this is dangerous. We can't be having you do these things that professional divers are doing. You guys have been diving for a month. But you still finished that. But we still, yeah, I finished third, yeah. (laughs) Um, Insane. I finished third, but I must say, and I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I'm going to. Go for it. Uh, I was the best diver on the show. Hey. If, if it was hey. an actual diving yeah. competition, yeah. I was the best diver. Because people got through with like going to their feet mm-hmm. or you know doing some... Like Rory, who won, who's freaking incredible, who's a really good friend of mine. He's a, a, an, uh, an Olympic skier. Yeah. Like... Uh, but, so, you know, crazy stuff where he gets dropped out of a helicopter and chased by an avalanche and does all this yeah. extreme, crazy so flips. Super agile. So he's not afraid of anything. Right, basically. got you. And he just runs off of the 30-foot the high dive and does like three triple gainers mm. and, bat, you know, all this crazy stuff. So he was doing cool, flashy stuff, but nothing that was regulation dive. So like you know technical. What I mean? Nothing so technical. So let's say it was you and him at the Olympic Games. You'd be getting those two points. I would win. He but, might get but six. If we were at, but if we were at the state fair, uh-huh. everyone would want to watch him. He'd be a spectacle. Yeah. Got he'd you. be like the one that would jump off the high thing and do three backflips and then land on his feet. And everyone would be like, oh my gosh. But if we were in an Olympic tr- meet and they were like, okay, we'll do a, you know, a two and a half or a one and a half or a you know, arm stand somersault or you know, one, you know, three, you know, whatever. You'd smash him. Well, then, then there's a real competition, yeah. Um, and talking about real competition, did you know what you were signing up for? With no, had you seen it before? Like, no. had you watched anything like that? No, you literally just like, yeah, okay, whatever. No, I'd never seen it before. But Insane. I, my friends were like, yeah, I love that show. I watched that show. It's really cool. You should go do it. I was like, all right, cool. And I was expecting, you know, Fear Factor. I was expecting, like, 
you know, get to the jungle gym, the, the fa- top of the jungle gym the fastest or, you know, win the race. Crazy. And then move on. And if you lose, you get eliminated. So how soon into the game did you realize there's someone else going on? And this is like a game within a game. Well, I didn't realize that until... Uh, it actually took a little bit because I was just so frustrated with everything that was happen- happening around that it, it, it took a minute for me to actually be able to focus on the actual game, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I would say probably... Oh, man. Because, I mean, we well, had... I'm a- trying to think of the order of the challenges. We had Arian Foster, didn't we? You know what? I would say probably right then. I would say right when Casper and Arian were thrown in and everyone's like, oh, least valuable player. Oh, we want to make it. We, no, we want to call it the most ready player. It's like, no, we want to call that the most get him out of here player. Of course. Yeah, so that, yeah, I guess when they when they threw Arian in, it was it was pretty obvious. And then when they didn't save Arian and Arian's right. shock on his face was like, yeah, I'm going home. Yeah, that that made me go, oh, okay, these guys are trying to act and they're not doing a very good job. Yeah, for real. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like, see, like yeah, they just, you know, they try to put on that, that, that fate, for real. That, you know, and it's, they, they, they showed their hand pretty, pretty early. Yeah, I mean, I remember saying early. to Wes, you guys really showed your asses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we see you almost take almost like a backseat role, like straight out of the gate. Was that part of your strategy now? you know, knowing that it's now that kind of champs versus stars scenario? I mean, honestly, I was just trying to stay in the game, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just trying to stay in the game and I didn't, I don't know. I'm not into, like, I like to hang out and have a good time and like, like have good vibes with people and stuff. So whenever we got into that, that lounge, that players champs lounge. players lounge, yeah. yeah. Whenever we got into the players' lounge, the vibes—it was just like got sucked out of the room, you know. And then it all just started to become like down to business. Well, not just down to business, but it was also like, you know, who, what can I, what dramatic thing or cutting thing can I say to get more camera time, and what can I do to to get under that person's skin? And mm-hmm. now what can I do? And I was like, yo, we were just hanging outside this room, all vibing each other and having a great time, and now we're in here. So I think that was my sort of why I was laying low. And then it just became a strategy mm-hmm. after I started discovering sort of like, oh, by doing this, I keep the target off my head. Mm-hmm. You know, I keep the target off my back. So, yeah, I think it just started with me going, I like the van rides. I don't <laughs> like yeah. the, the the player's lounge. Got so, it. I'll, I'll sp- I, you know, I, I'm yakety yak in the, in the van. But mm-hmm. once the player's lounge happens, you know, it's like, why is everyone yelling at each other? Because <laughs> like, we see you in a number of scenes um, in the early episodes where you are in the players' lounge and things are popping off and you are just zen. Yeah. It's almost like you've tuned out. You're just like not getting involved when that drama pops Well, up. completely. I mean, I've got, you know, it's like I've, I like Devin. I love Hennessy. I, these are all people that I've gotten along with. And, you know, the producers are purposely, and this is the other thing that I knew as well is like, yeah. Coming from a background, you know, coming from, you know, a television background, I immediately noticed, okay, something's up here mm-hmm. because I'm used to getting onto set and going up to the camera guys and be like, oh, hey, Jim, good morning. Oh, hey, what's up, Ted? Hey, nice. To, hey, how's your weekend? You know, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, guys, what's going on? And, and you know, and being friends with the sound people and being fr- and j- it all being a family. Right. You know, 
and they were so shut off from us and right. the crew was so, you know, wouldn't talk to us and wouldn't. So I was like, oh, you're creating an adversarial relationship here. Right. This okay. is purposeful. You, so you want to get under our skin and you want to drive us insane. Mm. So I started noticing that because I was like, this isn't like a normal set. Why aren't they, why aren't, why isn't everybody, why isn't there a camaraderie being built here? Vibing? You know, yeah. why aren't, you know, why, why on day nine is my relationship with these three producers the same as it was on day one? Mm -hmm. like, that's very, very weird for me mm. in, 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 with my background, you know? So I started noticing, oh, they're, they're putting us in a fishbowl. Right. And they're wanting to watch us from the outside and it's Truman Show and they're wanting to create conflict and, and, and create storyline and mm. all of this stuff. So I was like, okay, this is, I see what's going on here. You know, mm -hmm. this is not normal. This is not what it's supposed to be. So that also was me sort of going, I just have to keep my cool because these guys are, pre everyone here is pressing buttons, mm -hmm. you know? And that's why, for example, like Hennessy blew up, you know, and, and Dev and everybody is because they, 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 you know, they call you down and then they make you wait forever. Yep. And then, you know, then someone else comes down and then everything gets, sh they, the, the production, it's not the production's fault. No, they shift all the blame onto the person then all the, mm -hmm. and then they get the explosion that they were waiting for, right. you know? So I just, you know, it, because it, actually at the moment when, um, like Hennessy was coming, I actually wasn't even in the room. Yeah. And there are kind of memes of you sat there through that Devon and Hennessy kind of argument just with a straight face. Yeah. I wasn't in the room because I was popping out, going to the bathroom, and yeah. made it look as though, and it played as though Henny was, you know, we'd been waiting for her for like a day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's like, and also, I mean, it, like, how how like bummer you had to wait like how many times have we been on a set that you had to wait for somebody and then yeah. did you feel you know, that if they show up and they do their job i mean mm. whoa I just, <laughs> hey i just sunk my chair <laughs> you know you can like if they show up and they do their job like yeah i guess you know it is annoying and whatever but just don't add fuel to the fire like just right. help, because then you're affecting everyone on the set mm -hmm. you know what i mean like if you're sitting there and that's the thing that bothered me about Devin was he was like right trying to take one for the team and be like no i'm doing this because it's like it's unfair to you guys feel like he was antagonizing the situation yeah it was like unfair to you guys i'm like bro then what you do is you act like a big boy mm -hmm. and you say all right guys hennessy's here we can all get to work but yeah. instead you Attack. acted like a child or somebody who's never been in this environment before, you attack, and then, because you obviously know what Hennessy's gonna do, so then you attack, Hennessy blows up, and now we now there's another half hour mm -hmm. that you've got camera crew, producers, PAs, mm -hmm. sound people, yep. all of us, yep. now sitting around waiting around when you were like just five minutes ago complaining about that. Mm. And I'm like, well, how does that help the situation? Not you know what I mean? But he did great. He did get good TV. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I guess that's the most important thing. And talk, like, so we're talking about those conflicts. So, you know that those characters are there to press your buttons. Mm -hmm. Were there anyone you were kind of like, yeah, I'm wary of that person straight out the gate? Um, Wes, 100%. Right. Yeah. Uh, just because he, I mean, it's like he was just there. There's, I don't know. He didn't. He was obvious. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's obvious. There's like, uh, 
He's like that person that walks into the room and you just immediately are like. You didn't take to him at all, did you? No. 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 Yeah, I don't know. There was just something like obvious about, you know, I know that I can undermine all these people. I'm just like. He, He's got no idea. Yeah. It, just, it was. <laughs> I don't know. There was just like an air about him. Like he just thought he was King Kahuna of the game. And I was just like, okay, cool. I mean, then, then go and win. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Crazy. Yeah. So but, uh, uh, yeah, but everybody else. I mean, I I I I really vibed with. I had a great a great uh, time, and that's like we were talking earlier. I was I was like, man, you know, if there's anything I got out of the show doing the show was, I've I've made incredible friends. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's so funny. Like I'm on tour. Cool I'm, I'm out, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm out on tour, and I'm getting I'm in this group text message, and it's like are we going to salsa or are you guys coming over to watch the show and all this stuff? I'm like, what the heck? You guys are all hanging out. I'm all, I'm missing all the fun. I'm like, we haven't, the show was a month ago and we're all still like still, keeping in contact and for stuff. Real. It's, it's quite uh, special. Yeah. So for the viewers that haven't tuned in yet, there is an alliance going on called the four corners. Drake, you take it away. Tell me about the four corners. Uh, well, first of all, the people who haven't tuned in don't matter. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Uh, no, you guys got you guys got to check out the show. It is wild and crazy. It's, it's like nothing I I really expected or thought I was getting myself into. But the four corners, the four corners are me, Booby, Louise, and Casper. And uh, I I don't know. I think Booby and I were the you know kind of. I I, I was sort of watching Booby and take. I think Booby and I were like partners, and I think you and Casper were like you know teaming up, and then. I don't know. We kind of just became this little unit that uh, that became essential to to get us to get us through. You think it was instrumental to absolutely, survival? absolutely. Um, I mean, I know it was instrumental in keeping me around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that that was a really good. Uh, I think the be- I mean, honestly, the best strategy that we that we've had. I mean, I keep. I, I can't talk about what, what what's happening. I can only talk about what's happened so far. But I think the best strategy that w- we had and that we're going to have throughout the show is um, is remembering the title of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like remembering it is champs versus stars, and you know they want to get a they want to get rid of us. No matter how much the red team or the blue team are saying, "Oh, now we're a team. We're a team. We're all f- playing for each other." Like we have to remember, you know. They didn't. They didn't name the show Blurred Lines, right? For it, real, you know, it's called Chance versus Stars. So we yeah. really have to stay united, even though. And I think that, you know, that's, you know, just as I'm speaking, I'm, uh, the thought came to me is, like, that's probably, you know, they they were thinking, oh, let's separate them because the champs have such a. a such leverage because they've done the show. They yeah. they, they they you know some of them have won. Mm-hmm. But I think what they were really doing is saying, let's see if they can keep together and let's see if they can keep united yeah. by separating them right. and see if they can still be a unit and come together or whether they be the stars politics. or if they're going to separate and then be taken down by the champs. For real. You know, because if we separated and the producers knew this, they're they were probably like, OK, if the ch- if the stars separate yep. and then they don't stay united separately the champs are going to take Gone. them down. For, for real. But if we separate them and they 
they don't become red and blue and they remain stars, mm-hmm. then they have a chance yeah. to continue through. And I think that that's the, that's the best strategy. For you know? real. Yeah. So we're going to talk about something that perhaps hasn't been seen yet. But um, so there comes a situation where we're asked to pair up and Booby chooses Wes Can you say over that? you. This is going to go out late. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm like, dude, there's like a million dollar like fee if we get, like, have you read the contract? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to go out way after. All right, cool. Event. Let's do this. Cool. Yes, Casper picks, wait. Booby picks, picks Wes. Wes. Yes. And you pick... Chaos. Better go out, out, out after. <laughs> I signed that contract. Uh, um, it, yeah, I picked Kayla. I picked Kayla. Talk I was surprised that. that Booby. I'm surprised that Booby picked Wes. Um, because you could at that moment in time, Booby picked Wes over you. Yeah, uh, and you said obviously you two had this little alliance, and we were the four corners. Yes, and you could have gone little Mama or Tori, but you picked Kayla. What were your thoughts well, after? You know, booby for booby. I didn't feel. Well. I, I love Tori. Um, I think she would have been a great partner, like as far as our hang sessions and just you know being friends. But she just wasn't performing well enough in the challenges. I feel to keep us going. You know, I mean, she had really good, you know, politicking with with CT and Tony, but. As far as her performances and the challenges, they just weren't up to to, to par with Kayla. And I know knew that Kayla had the same um, uh, loyalty with with CT and and mm. and uh, Tony. So, and she'd been killing it in the challenges. And also, she kind of I mean, other than the few few times that she blew up and well, not blew up, but was a little uh. You know, she, she spoke up. She spoke up. Let's yeah. put it that way. The few times she spoke up in the in the uh, champs lounge, players lounge, um, she sort of held back and was playing the game the same way I was. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of just sitting back, watching, just going like, just keep me in the game. Don't put a target on my head. Mm-hmm. Keep my loyalty. Yeah. And and so uh, she kind of had that big blow up and then kind of settled down. Yeah. And I feel like Tony did the same thing. He mm-hmm. blew up the first week and then kind of simmered down. Yeah. And thought about his Tony played the same long way. Term yeah. Survival. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so did you see a little bit of yourself in her then? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I think that's what I that's why I picked her. I was like, oh, she's playing it like me, you know, she's all tatted up like me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did your opinion of her change once she partnered up and started having to work together? No. I mean, d- it, in our challenges, she kicked ass. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that we worked really well together. I I I don't know. I think that I, I, I don't know. Like on the swimming challenge, I, I feel like I just, I dogged it on that. I thought I was going to do way better, but it was just the, the, the mate, like I'm a great swimmer. I can hold my breath, but the mate, the, mm. the technicality of the maze, I just got confused with yeah. trying to get the thing over it and moving. And, and the fact that it had the space, the ring had the space. Like I, I was like, wait, can it go over this part or can it not? Or can, and then it would come off. And I was just, yeah. So I, I don't know. It but, was a cluster down there, wasn't it? All, yeah. But I think that, had I been with anybody else and we'd had the same frustration, mm. I think we would have been like screaming or not screaming, but just frustrated with each other or all sure. this. But we, I don't know, we had like a very, like each c- competition we did, it was very like, 
I mean, there were moments where I thought she was going to be like, come on, man. And she yeah. was just very like, you got it. You got it. All right, let's go. Okay, cool. Just keep going. You keep going. You got it. You know, and, say, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, But up until that point, you were smashing the challenges. We had, first of all, slip and side. Smashed mm-hmm. it. Easy peasy. You made that look like easy work. Yeah. Then we had release the rainbow. Is that mm-hmm. right? Again. No, no, no. Uh, the pucks. Pucks. Oh, yes. Yeah. Shuffleboard. Shuffleboard. Who knew? Shuffleboard was great. That one was pretty easy. Um, the rainbow one, I was lucky that I wasn't tied to anybody. Yeah. So I was and pretty... And you came back. And then I was able to ha- come back and help you guys. Where Casper didn't yeah. and helped me and Henny all the way through that freaking maze. You think like Wes did that on purpose? Oh, 100%. Okay, because there's no 100%. way. If you played that game before, the first thing he said was, I've played this game before. I've played this game before. The rules were clearly stated. We all discussed, okay, before we lock in, look around to see if anybody needs any help. Yeah. And then, obviously, once we get into the excitement of it, mm-hmm. Casper's, you know, we just want to finish. We just yeah. want to get it done. So, yeah. Casper runs, goes to lock in. There's no way mm-hmm. that Wes was like... He totally wanted him to. He, saw, he watched him lock in and of knew... Course. Of course. He's like, all right, cool. We lost one person. They're going to, now they have an upper hand. Yeah, of course. They ha- He had of to. Of course. I don't doubt And because he was so adamant about, I'm the leader. Listen to me. I know the rules. Listen yeah. to me. I'm the leader. Totally. And then obviously, I think the other mistake we made there was we should have like split up. Because obviously it was yeah. me and Henny. We should have taken me and Anissa or me right. and Tori. Yeah. And we should have, we should have come at that from yeah. a different perspective. Yeah. And that, but, hey, that, that, that opened my eyes up to Wes too, because I was just like, there, there's no way that that was an accident. Right. I and mean, there's just no You're way. You're the only person, your only job is to watch everything that's going on. And You're make not sure doing that- anything. You're just standing there and you know the rules and you see, you and, and I was on the other side running away from Wes to, t- to tie in. So he already had eyes on you. No, 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 no. Casper was right next to him right. running to tie in. Got so you. it wasn't like he was looking over here and then he saw, oh, Casper, why'd you tie in? Yeah. He's literally like, so you heard okay, it he's about- locked in. Yeah. Now that he's not going to be able to go and help them and yeah. they're going to be struggling, you know? And then that's when Casper's like, oh my God, Drake, don't lock in. And I'm yeah. like, oh yeah. And I knew, and then that's why afterwards Wes was like, oh, well, that, that rule wasn't uh, explained correctly. I'm like, then how come when Casper said don't lock in, Drake? I knew exactly why he said don't lock in and I ran back to help. Exactly. Because that rule was clearly stated yeah. and we all had talked about don't lock in because you can come back to help. Mm. So right when Casper said don't lock in, my brain went, oh yeah, I got to go yeah. back and help. Got you. And then Wes was like, no, oh, that wasn't said. That mm-hmm. didn't, they didn't say that. I'm like, well, then why did my brain know to go back? Why sure. Why didn't I just go, why, why, what, what am I supposed to do now? Of course. Go help. No, I knew yeah. exactly to go back to help. So Wes, if you're watching, you yeah. suck. Yeah. You <laughs> suck eggs. Um, looking back, what was your lasting memory of the show? What's the thing that, because the challenge is such an amazing show to be a part of. It throws you in and out of your comfort zones and you get to act like a bit of a child. Do you know what I mean? Like, what was the lasting memory you think, oh my God, I'll never get to do that again. That was wicked. Huh. Um, I mean, I'll never get to do that again. I guess like in that. I guess in that grooving, but I mean, the van rides, dude. Yeah? Yeah, just on the way to the challenges. Those were the most fun, you know? It was like, I mean, the challenges were fun and, and, and you know, the the uh, the eliminations were always exciting. Mm-hmm. They were um, indeed. But as far as a lasting memory for me, it'd be, 
it'd be all the stuff that happened that didn't get shot. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do the show again? Um, Drake. I mean, get him, Drake. <laughs> I would probably do it again. Yeah. Hey. I would probably do it again, but I would have to have like absolute open free schedule because I wasn't. That's another thing that tripped me out about the show. I wasn't expecting to be on for so long, and I wasn't. I thought, you know, I'm like, dude, Aaron. I looked at all the contestants. I'm like, I'm gonna be on here for two days. You know, I'm going to last for an episode, two episodes. I felt like there came a point where you suddenly dropped in and you were invested. That's what the thing happened. That's what happened. You got then addicted. I got into it. Then I got into it. We're going to come and talk about that yeah. a little bit later. Wicked. So our next section of the show is called Drake's Hot Takes. We're going to be talking to you all about music and the music industry, where it is right now. Now, right. you're super active on Twitter. You've got like, what, 3.5 million Twitter followers. You've had public Twitter feuds with the likes of Justin Bieber and you are not <laughs> one to back down. We know this from the challenge. Uh, I think that Twitter is an amazing tool. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that social media is an amazing tool. But that being said, you know, it could be, you know, it's like every great thing. It could be used for terrible things as well. But for real. Um, I like it because... I have a direct connection with my fans. Mm -hmm. You know, I can I can go to them directly. They don't have to... You know, because I remember if uh, if I wanted to, you know, read the opinion of my favorite artist or I wanted to hear what they thought of, you know, their opinion on fashion or, or new trends or what's happening right now. You know, I had to hope that there was an, there was an interview and an mm -hmm. article and spin magazine. And I got to and I was always into, you know, not the most popular bands, more indie, more underground, more this. So they got little to no press mm -hmm. so to find out anything about them i mean you have to go to a show you would have to you know there's like this little you know tastes that you'd get of these these artists that you loved mm -hmm. and now you just follow them on twitter instagram and you you're just opened up into their whole world and they can just oh i'm working on a song boom i can go and find out what the fans think of it oh mm -hmm. hey what do you guys think about me working with this cat cool boom get an instant reaction hey guys i'm thinking about playing in this part of the world you, who's out there? Boom, I can get a reaction, mm. you know? And it's like... Um, super engaged. It's super engaged. And it's also, I think it's just more honest with your... You can be more honest with your public. And they feel like you're being more honest and genuine, Got you know? You. Um, so talking about honesty, if we're talking about Twitter and kind of public opinions, and how honest do you go? If we look at somebody who's had some really interesting things to say recently... Kanye West. Mm -hmm. How honest do you go? Is he being, is he an inspirational at this moment in time or is he dangerous? Like with this level of honesty that he wants to put out in the world? Well, I think, I don't think that, I think it's a dangerous, uh, I think it's very dangerous to say that being honest is dangerous. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you should always be honest, whether whatever you're, you know, I I don't know. I mean, but should there there yeah? Should you keep things to yourself? Sure. Should there be a filter? But right, should there be a filter? Sure. But I I don't. I mean, if somebody's passionate about something and they have a platform, you know, and as long as they're not hurting anybody, and as long as no, you know, you know, nobody's being physically threatened or or mm. physically hurt. I mean, I don't find I don't I don't see why somebody who 
has a belief about anything should be stifled to mm -hmm. say what they believe or want to say. You know, whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, you know, that's what's amazing about the country that we live in and, mm -hmm. and, and the, the time and place that we're at in, in, in the world is that, you know, yeah, sure, it's annoying when you're walking down Hollywood Boulevard and that guy's got the megaphone and he's screaming, but, you know, I'm just, I, I, you know, I'm not one to look at that person and go, oh, shut up. I'm one to look at that person and go, oh, thank God that we live somewhere that they're able to do that. Mm -hmm. And if I had the compulsion to do something like that and, and I had a, you know, something that I believed in or somebody was doing something, you know, that I thought was absolutely abhorrent, mm -hmm. I have the ability to go stand outside of their office building and protest them, mm -hmm. you know, and there's just so many places in the world where you don't have the ability to do that. You know, you can, you know, you speak out against the government and they're like, yeah, how do you like handcuffs in a prison cell? Right. You me. know, so I mean, so you feel like we should be using these platforms as almost a celebration of freedom of speech. And perhaps with that goes hand in hand. The sure. idea that we might be offended by what people say. Yeah, I mean, you could, look, everybody has the ability to block. Everybody has the ability to change the channel. Mm -hmm. Everybody has the ability to not, you know, to, 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 turn, to turn their head. You know, and as long as somebody isn't, you know, physically threatening somebody or, or doing anything that, you know, or, or you, know, they, you know, isn't some, may, you know, I don't, don't want to misspeak here, but... Mm -hmm. You know, I just feel like each to their own. Each to their own, yeah. And you, and you have the ability to block. You have the ability to ch change a channel. I mean, it's like we, you know, people like in our position. You know, we go on Twitter all the time. And we get, you know, we have it on 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 this side and that side where it's like, oh, you're so great, you're awesome, everything's great. And then on this side, it's like you're trash. Oh my god! I mean, you know, I would love, I would love for them to censor speech, and I would love for them to, t you know, tell them that they can't say that. But only when it's about me. Yeah. Of you know, course, like, of course. like, and then, the, and then that's where you get, that's where you draw the line is like, well, on one hand, you want to say, hey, they can't say that about me or they can't say that or they can't say that. But then what, what about when someone turns around and says, oh, well, you can't say it and you can't and you can't. And it's like, whoa, wait, hang on. I'm, this isn't why, you know. So you'd rather have that uncensored, Nate, like the whole uncensored social media. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean. Look, I mean, Twitter is a private company. They can do whatever they want to do, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I do think that this free exchange yep. of information and 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 thought and opinion and and everything is uh, is uniting, and it's very good. It's really good. And I mean, obviously, you know, people can destroy their lives through one tweet. You know, they tweet the wrong thing, or mm -hmm. they make a joke they thought was, you know you know, off color and all of a sudden it blows up in their face. They lose their jobs. They lose this. So there is a danger in it, you know, mm -hmm. but to be used with caution, to be used with caution, mm -hmm. obviously, you know, obviously, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know. I wouldn't want to just stifle somebody's speech just because it wasn't there's a, there's, there's this, there's a minority or a majority, you know, actually if there's a majority of, that's why we have these things. It's like, if there's a majority of people that don't agree with what you're saying, well, then the majority is just going to come in and shut you up, mm -hmm. you know, but we have the ability and the opportunity here to say, Hey, the majority doesn't agree with what I'm saying, but it doesn't matter because the minority is going to get a voice here, mm -hmm. you know, and, so and you we're still going to be able to say what we want to say. Discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Open and I think discussion. that we're, you know, yeah. And, you know, if, if, 
if we just lived by mob rule mm-hmm. and everybody who just well, didn't agree with you, then we would all just go shut them up and, yeah. you know, then we would, li- that, that, then that's not. That would be a boring society. I well, it'd be a, it, not just boring, it'd be devastating, it'd be detrimental. Completely. Um, you talked about turning heads earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking of turning heads, check us out in our leopard print. I know. How Boom, about that? Smashed it. Oh my god, we didn't even, we didn't even tell. I each know. Other. I, was like, I was just I'll like, yeah. Heck yeah. We are on another wavelength yeah, for real. Like your fashion sense, Drake, is killer. Thank you. Like when we were on the show together, you absolutely like blew me away. <laughs> now Thanks. I'm not going to lie. This guy would turn up. Let's say call time is 8 a.m. He'd turn up at what? <laughs> 7.45, order steak and eggs, decked head to toe in Gucci. <laughs> Fuck it. Unreal, this guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I love clothes. I love fashion. I've been into fashion ever since I was a little kid, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, I grew up fascinated by people, by rock and roll, you know, by Elvis and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Would and, you describe yourself as a bit of a rockabilly? Yeah, definitely. Defer. Definitely, yeah. I mean... I mean, more, I guess a rocker, mm-hmm. you know, um, but one of the major things about, for some reason, for me growing up and watching and seeing these images of these people where the clothes that they were wearing had such an impact and influence on the music that they were making mm-hmm. and on, you know, the whole swag on everything. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, you know, you can't, you can't be in the Rolling Stones and sound like that but not look like cool, you know, yeah. and not have this amazing fashion sense or mm-hmm. be a David Bowie, you know? So I was always just fascinated by the fashion of, of rock and roll. I mean, even through, you know, I grew up through Nirvana and Pearl Jam, like the nineties grunge thing. And even that had its own fat, you know, everything yeah. was, there's always fashion around music. So mm. I've Talk, just been obsessed. Did with you uh, tune in and watch the, any of the Met Gala? I, w- I mean, I, I looked at all the red carpet. Um, For sure. Of course I mean, you did. It's, what was your favorite look? Okay, I'm going to be really, really... I'm going to get called out right now because Go I don't know it. his name. The dude from Black Panther. Which one? Chadwick Boseman? Chadwick Boseman. Got dude. you. Yeah. That's how so you go to the So he was wearing That's like how you go white, gold. That's how you go to the Met Gala. Got you. That guy... Oh, my... It, it, it was, wasn't all white suit, though, was it? I felt like it was no, white No, it was all jacket. white. It was all what? white. It was... And I felt like there was, was like it? gold embroidery on the side. Who was it? Oh man! The, who he went with? Female? No, who who designed it? Who he was wearing? No idea. I have no idea. Let's find out. Fact oh check. God. I'm having a brain fart and I don't have my phone to check. But anyway, it was like the white cape. He had yeah. the the, stu- the 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 appliques with like the 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 jewel the jewels with the crosses, and he just looked like royalty, like mm-hmm. just amazing. And the, theme uh, the people was that went to the Met that weren't wearing stuff that's like out of control like cardi b looked incredible yeah jeremy scott obviously like dressed everyone oh my like, god i mean they all looked the incredible everyone that wore balmon was uh, i mean j-lo looked yeah. incredible she looked like phenomenal. fire right oh my gosh yeah. um who missed nick the cave nick cave and his girl his date i don't know who he went with but they um they were gucci runway right yeah. off the runway so she had on the big red velvet you know they so they they looked amazing, yeah. um, but they were literally just pulled right from the runway. Right from um, the yeah, I like which is it's who, cool, who which is cool. Up, but it's like I I would rather have, you know if I go to the Met Gala, I want to have a complete. I mean, it's gonna you're going to be, be completely custom designed. Gucci. Like, oh, I mean, if I can, it, I'll, <laughs> call me Alessandra. <laughs> if I can call get them him. to make me something custom, then heck for real. Who missed the mark for you? Who did you think? Mm, no, didn't get the memo. 
Uh, I thought Nicki Minaj looked a little boring, but I, I don't know. I thought, I don't know. Um, I felt like she, it could have been any outfit for any awards evening. Yeah, that's that. That's what I mean. Like when I say like who who let me down, like everyone looked fire. Like everyone, there was, what's his name was incredible. Who? Childish Gambino. Uh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Mm. Dude, he was Gucci. Mm. So sick. The back of his suit was amazing. Yeah, for real. Um, and you've seen his This Is America video. Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen the whole thing. Provocative I've only seen like safe. I've only seen parts of it, but so I don't know yet. But you've obviously seen the bit where he's... I've only seen no, I've only seen the bit where he's dancing with his shirt off on the car, and I think that's pretty cool. But okay, I, I, I have no idea what the message of the video is. You need I to go and watch yet. that one for sure. Um, so, Spotify recently recently removed R. Kelly's music from its playlist for behavior mm-hmm. outside of music. Mm-hmm. Do you think that streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple should be policing what gets played? Well, I mean, when it comes to something like that, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I hope that I... Well, actually, I would like to know... Do you have your phone? I do. Do, do you have Spotify? I do. Oh, no, I don't. No? Apple Music. Go for it. Because I was going to say, see if they have, like, Gary Glitter on there. <gasps> see if they have, like, other people who are actually um, let's go convicted. And, let's do a little fact check. Because it's, sometimes they just do stuff for the press. Right. And it's not really like they really care. You know? Mm. But I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, if, you know, yeah, I mean, I. I, They do. They do, yeah. See, so that's my point. Um, So that song's on there. So you feel like it's perhaps. That song's on there. They didn't take it off Spotify, right? No. It's still on there. So there's my point, you know. So, but I think that, you know, that's definitely something that. I mean, again, it's a private company. If they feel like there's somebody, I mean, R. Kelly, if, you know, they mm-hmm. feel that that's you know abhorrent behavior. Then absolutely, they should have. They should be able to do whatever they, whatever they feel like. For real, you know. So if we're talking about labels and streaming. The music industry has changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, labels are signing artists based upon metrics like YouTube for plays and followers, and so basically, a pre-existing captive audience is now what more important than the content itself. Um, people are obviously being able to get music from people who I guess have no background uh, or previous background in music or actual talent. What well, are your thoughts on that? I don't know that? about the actual talent part. I mean, yeah, sure, there's people who are popping off that, you know, that you're like, wait, what? Like, I don't get it. And it's just some sort of internet, you know, sensation or they're being, you know. But I, I can't knock the ability for a 16-year-old kid in the middle of Lubbock, Texas, who has absolutely no opportunity to get out of his city or go to L.A. or New York or Nashville or anything like that, to get onto the internet and to be able to find fans and to be mm-hmm. able to grow an audience himself. You mm-hmm. know? And that's like one of the most beautiful things as an artist and as a musician um, to be able to have access to. you know, Because especially somebody like me who, like I've been doing this before those outlets existed. Yeah. So, you know, I'm old school. It's like, oh yeah, to get, to be, to play for an audience of, you know, you got to put a band together and then you got to try and get signed and then you got to go make a record and then you got to go, you know, it's old school, but now you can just make a song, mm-hmm. put it on SoundCloud, pop, make a Twitter page, make a YouTube page and just start building your fan base. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like these local acts have an ability, you know, it used to be like, oh, get on my email list or trying to, how are you going to so connect much your fans? Yeah, now it's accessible. And 
sure, because of that, there's going to be a lot of crap, mm. you know, a lot of junk to filter through. Mm -hmm. But then you're going to find so many gems and so many amazingly talented people that just couldn't get out of their city or just didn't have the ability, didn't have the money, didn't have the the the, the opportunities or the resources to do mm -hmm. what they needed to do, you know? For real. And uh, talking about talented people, Little Mama hell yeah. jumping on. And the track isn't out yet, is it? Not yet, no. So no, I've no, seen, you, did you release bits and bobs on social media? I feel like you released Oh yeah, we were on, I mean, just, just, just like stuff when we were in the studio. And, yeah. And, and so the little, track little I'm talking clips, about, yeah. is it called Call Me When You're Lonely? Yes. Okay. Tell me about that and how Little Mama came to pop up and do a feature. Well, Little Mama was in the van on our one of our many van rides that I loved. Right. And I was playing the tune and she and she comes into the uh, the front of the van. She's like, call me when you're lonely, babe. She's like, man, this is fire. What is this? Who is this? I'm like, oh, this is just one of my new songs. She's like, Wait, I thought this was the radio. I was like, oh, that's so nice, Mama. Thanks. You know? And she's uh, <laughs> like, no, 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 really, this is so good. And then she like keeps singing it to me whenever we were like in the challenges or whatever, just hanging out. And I was like, man, you got to jump on that song, Mama. You got to jump. She's like, all right, well, I will, you know, whatever. And I'm, you know, we say that kind of stuff all the time. And For it real. comes to fruition. And uh, I just happened to land in New York because I was supposed to drive straight to Long Island from Nashville. Mm -hmm. But this is how crazy the world works, man. Go for it. So... I was supposed to be uh, driving straight to Nashville. Some crazy, unexpected event happened that got us stuck in Nashville. What was that? Oh, you want to don't want to get into it. <laughs> but it was a nightmare. All Google right, Drake Bell, Nashville. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it, it was all good. It was just a crew member. It was a crew member. Just it was just a it was a business. Uh, it was just a, I got you. <laughs> it was a little kerfuffle. You know what I mean? Kerfuffle. So we. Uh, we are, we're, we're stuck in Nashville, and we were going to drive to Long Island straight to our show, but instead we ended up flying from Nashville uh, to New York, mm -hmm. and we so we got in a day early. Yep. And so when we landed, I got the call. I got a uh, little mama texting me. She's like, "Oh, I saw on Instagram. You know, oh, you're here. That's so cool. You know, let's hang out." And I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome. Let's hang out." And. Uh, so just by chance, man, I just happened to be in the city. I, I I had a bunch of stuff to do all day. So we're out all day. And then finally I'm at dinner. It's like 1030 at night. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I, I wanted to see mama. Like, that's such a bummer. Um, it's like, 10, you know, almost 11 o'clock at night. I guess she didn't have time or whatever. Then my phone rings literally like five seconds later. And I'm like, hello? She's like, hey, uh, when do you want to, when do you want to, is there a studio you like to work at? Like, where do you want to meet? I'm like, it's 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I guess it's a little different in New York. He's nocturnal. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, New York New York vibes are a little different. Um, and so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll get it together. I'll put it together. Blah 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 blah. And then uh, we met at midnight, and she came into the studio, showed up around like one o'clock mm -hmm. with a bunch all these verses and everything written out, and Dope. then started writing stuff like right in the room, and then went into the booth and cut this vocal. And I was just like, mm. oh wow, because I I mean. Being on the check, like we didn't know, like I got to see Casper kind of open up, like when we went to salsa and stuff right. like that. But in in it was cool to kind of like listen to Booby's music. Like I got to vibe and and play music with Booby a little bit, but not very much. So I didn't get to see really mm -hmm. what any of us did. Yes, you know, I, I we knew. What I'm we not could a huge do. football fan, so I didn't really know who Arian was. You know what I mean? Like, right. So I just knew everybody as who they were and as friends of mine. Yeah. So when. Mama got in the booth and like did what she does. 
I was like, did it blow you? Oh, away? dude, I was, you know, it's, <laughs> I'm jet lagged. It's three hours later to me. So it's really like three o'clock in the morning. And, you know, I'm just like, all right, let's get this session done. I'm excited. Like, I can't believe I happened to, because I was supposed to be in Long Island. I, sure. I, I wasn't supposed to be here. I wouldn't have time to do this. Right. Like, how lucky. And then the second she starts laying her verse down, I was like, oh my God. I was like, up. I was jumping around. I'm dancing to the song. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, turn it up. Like, oh, it was so, it was just fire. It was so It was so great. I cannot wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. When can we anticipate? This new music's going to be really When can cool. we anticipate it? When's it going to be um, out? It should be, well, well, we're mixing and mastering it on Monday. Please have and it so out it before be the out. end of the show. I, w- I really want to get it out before the end of the show. Please because do. then we could like use a little, like, hey, Please. check it out. Look yeah. what happened. Stop it. Yeah. I'm not going to the reunion show unless that song is playing exactly. when we walk in. Exactly. Um, but no, she did a killer job. And uh, I'm excited. The new music is really cool. I'm, I'm doing some really cool collabs. Like, Mama's on it. I worked with, uh, I got Tank God, who did <clears throat> Post Malone's Rockstar. Yeah, tune. Um, Absolute uh, tune. Josh Dunn mm-hmm. is playing from 21 Pilots, is playing drums on a couple Amazing. of tracks. Uh, who else is on there? Um, I'm supposed to be doing something with Lil Xan. Yeah. Uh, Wicked. So it is going to be popping. Yeah, it's like crazy. It's like all new sounds and. When do you think the whole project's going to be be completed? Do we know? Do we have? Well, I've got four. I'm I'm not like making full records right now. I'm just kind of releasing singles. So I've got four new ones that I'm working on finishing right now. Two that are closer than other two, Mm -hmm. Um, but probably like the next month or two, and then we'll be shooting a new video for "Call Me When You're Lonely." Yeah, and you've Um, been touring. You still on tour now? Basically, I'm always on tour. I, I have three feel weeks. Like you're a person that's just literally like, okay, I'm doing this, then I'm tour, and then I'm here. Yeah, I, I'm home for about two weeks mm. right now. That's like my my downtime. Yeah, and then I have a show about every every day or every other day. Got you in June. Absolutely winning. Um, and then I'm going to Peru, Ecuador, Australia. Uh, you're all over. All man. over, yeah. You are all over. Yeah. Um, I really want to talk about one thing because one thing that struck me about you and our conversations whilst we were on the challenge is I feel like you are a natural-born winner. Now, your mum was a world championship, world-class billiards player. She's talk a two-time world that. champion billiard player. It's so insane on so many Nine levels, ball. isn't it? It's. It, I mean, it blows my mind. I'm. I. I couldn't be more proud. It's so cool. And plus, because I'm like completely obsessed with pool. Yeah. Um, we haven't I had a game as, yet. I know. I'd love to play. For I real. play as often as I can. When you get back into town after this, yeah, trip, definitely. Give me a little time definitely. to golf and pool. It's like that's my. You know, I just kind of. That's those are my relaxing, chill out. Golf I love, too, darling. Golf oh, you too. golf? Yeah. Oh man, that's oh, awesome. Oh yeah, I got my first birdie the other week. Was, what? Yeah, first birdie. I'm Part three. So happy. Part three, yeah, little chip into the hole. <laughs> Love it, so cute. Bore you with the golf chat. Um, that's awesome. I, uh, I was so bummed. I went to. I just got back from ten days in Hawaii. Yeah, and my last show was in Hawaii mm-hmm. for this last tour I was on, like since January. And I thought, hey, I've last shows in Hawaii. May as well just stay oh. in Hawaii. Yeah. So we stayed for ten days, and I brought my golf clubs and lugged them around. And everything. There's like. 40 golf courses on a, on a, the island of Oahu. Yeah. One five minutes from me, one of the nicest courses. 
I didn't touch my golf clubs once. No. Not once. I don't know why. I was just chilling and just melt. You know, and sometimes you've got it. And then, like, to go make the appointment, like, show up on time. And then, like, are there going to be other people? Is it going to be a long holiday? You're Hawaii. You're ready. Next time. When I have, like, 20 days there, I'll I'll do some golfing there. But I uh, I love it. Continuing on the theme of winning, your mom describes you as having champion blood, which is a a phrase. My mom describes me as having champion blood? Yeah, you said. In one of our discussions. Oh, yours, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah, is yeah. one of the things that stuck with me. That phrase, like champion blood. Talk to mm-hmm. us. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? I don't know. It's just something my mom always told me. Because she's like, my mom's incredible, man. She, uh, if she wants, the thing about my mom is if she loses, mm-hmm. she didn't really care about winning. She didn't care to win. Like she wouldn't, she, she has the inability to lose if she wants to win. Mm-hmm. And the, her nickname Everybody in pool has a nickname, you yep. know, the scorpion, the black widow, the, you know, all these different names, you know, and my mom's was the bankroll. I love it. Because if the purse was $5,000, my mom would show up, get third place, fourth place, mm-hmm. whatever. The purse is 50000 Everyone knew who was going to win the tournament. Real. You know, everyone. Oh, the bankroll, the bankroll. If the, because if the if the money's low, she would be at home playing with me and my brothers, and yeah. she'd go practice a little bit, and mm-hmm. then you know she'd come and you know make our lunches for school and cook dinner, and then she's just come not, back and practice, yeah. and she's just like whatever because she's hobby. like yeah, I mean she's like the the, the tournament will be just more practice, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then when it's fifty thousand or twenty five grand, you know, hundred mm. grand, whatever killer focus then she doesn't you don't you know you don't go in the pool room she's just 14 hours like she will not leave the pool table see i feel like you have that trait as well Mm -hmm. um like when does that come out of you when do you see it the most i mean i'd say probably just music i mean having the ability to sit and just play guitar for hours and hours and hours and practice and practice and get over you know you know miss the shot a hundred times until you get it and mm-hmm. get it and get it. Mm-hmm. And same thing with guitar. It's like, you know, it's it's interesting to, because like playing now, you don't remember, it's hard to remember picking up a guitar and it being foreign to you mm-hmm. and it not just being like an extension of you and just being able to right. pick it up and just blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Just me and a job. But right, oh, exactly, feel. exactly. So like mm-hmm. you get it in your hands and you're just like, okay, I'm home. I know this. But yeah. like, and it's kind of almost hard to remember like holding it, it being foreign in your hand. But at mm. one time, you had no idea how to hold it. For real. I didn't know how to hold the guitar. I didn't mm. know how to make a chord. For real. But I don't really like remember that. But it takes, you know, hours and hours and hours of dedication and, you know, missed phone calls and, miss, you know, not going out with your friends and not hanging out and just sleeping with your guitar, waking up and playing before you go to school and coming home right after school and playing guitar and not, you know, staying up all night and playing guitar and, it's uh, it's do the you, same thing as her around a pool table. You do you know? feel that that's your, is it that killer mentality that kept you in and focused on the guitar or was it your love for guitar? So was it your desire it to want to kind of conquer this instrument and be able to play it like the best of them? Definitely both. I mean, it was definitely my love for it. And I think it's the same with her. You know, she has a passion for the game. She, she, I mean, she still, she doesn't compete anymore just because, you know her, what she says. She just goes, "Well, I know what it takes, and I don't. I'd rather, I'd rather hang out with my husband and watch movies at night, and you know, hang out and be grandma with my grandkids than 
what I'd have to do to go be the number one player. Yeah. You know, but she could completely, absolutely go and dominate right now. Mm-hmm. But she's at an age and a time in her life where she's like, I don't want to do that. That's too much work, mm-hmm. you know? So she she likes just chilling out. So she teaches more now. But now, and I, I swear, if she, if she went and competed now, no one would be able to touch her. She she talks about her her play her playing now like she goes, Drake, if I knew because she teaches now. Mm. And, and and you know, it's the same thing. You like knew, when I teach guitar. If you knew then what you know now. Right. When I play when I when I sit down with somebody and I'm instructing guitar or teaching some somebody even basic stuff, mm-hmm. like they've never picked up a guitar and I'm just showing them stuff. I learn stuff. Mm, I I learn stuff because I'm going back to the basics and then yep. I'm rem- I'm like Telling them, oh, you need to do it this way. And I'm like, oh, I don't even do it that way. Oh, I my should, God. Oh, I should, I, sh- I should fix that. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. I, I, I kind of cut that corner. Oh, I cut that corner there, too. I, mm-hmm. should, fi- I, I should work on that myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and so through teaching, you learn so much. And mm-hmm. that's what she's come back and told me. I'm like, exactly what I feel when I, with guitar, Mom. Yep. And I feel like, like I'd be I knew, a better athlete. Yeah. She's like, if I knew at 30 mm-hmm. what I know right now, mm-hmm. No one would be able to touch me. And it's funny, too, because she, like, for example, the pool cue she used, too. Like, um, I really wanted it because, uh, you know, just sentimental and I wanted to go out and play with all this stuff. She's like, oh, you know, you can have it, but don't go out and play with that that tree branch. I'm like, what? She's like, that cue is so terrible. I don't know how I won one match with that cue. Wow, because things have advanced so much. Advanced, and also she just was like, you know, it was just, she's not going to spend money on the cue or whatever. Yeah. But it was like, it, it was this. It was the equivalent of like, well, sure, uh, uh, some big baseball player right now, you know, can do that, can hit that many home runs. Well, obviously, look at the equipment he's using. Yeah, Babe Ruth had a stick, mm-hmm. you know, or Hank Aaron had like such less, you know, uh, caliber of equipment, you know, whatever, whatever. For That's real. the same kind of thing. And she's like, man, if I knew what I knew now, mm. and I had, you know, a good cue. Mm-hmm. She's like there'd be no. It'd be, I'm ready for it'd her be no comeback. competition. I'm ready. Um, what talking about of you know knowing what you know now? How would you do life differently? Is there anything you'd do differently? Big question. We're looking for a big answer. Um, I think the only thing that I would say that I've learned just in life in general mm-hmm. would be how important. Uh, even the subtlest or, or smallest of relationships mm. are, and you don't know when or how or mm. where that person or relationship may come back into your life or may be able to help you or you may be able to help them or whatever, you know. So it's just the... And also when it might come to an end. Right, exactly. That, that as well. Mm. You know, so it's like just... Keeping relationships um, just in in a good place, you know, mm-hmm. and and not burning bridges, and yeah. and you know, because as a young person in this industry, I started really young. You take a lot for granted, Completely. you know. It's like ah, this comes, this is what I get, this is what you get, you know. And oh, this is the director I'm working with this day, and that's the director I work with tomorrow, and this is whatever. But also because I've been in here so long, you realize how tiny this little town is. Yeah. You know, and everybody knows everybody and everybody talks to everybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, all it takes, I mean, I, I, you know, in my gym, I was talking to a producer and um, he's done, done massive stuff. And 
it's just crazy. He was telling me all it takes, mm-hmm. all it takes is to be at lunch with a friend of mine mm-hmm. and that friend of mine go, oh, you're, you're thinking about Sarah so-and-so? Oh, yeah, yeah. She worked on a, my buddy's movie. She's a little bit, eh. a little bit of a handful. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's great, great performance, but mm-hmm. she kind of showed up late a few times. Kind of a handful. Yeah. Just in passing. Mm-hmm. Not even trying to warn him about nothing. Just like, oh, oh, you're looking at her. Oh, yeah, she's great performance, but just like, I don't yeah. know, a little, little difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I'll have the Reuben. Yep, okay, cool. He's like, that's all it takes. And I'll never cast that actress. And you're just like, oh my God. And this is a guy who does major blockbuster motion pictures. For real. That'll never cast that girl because, yeah. or that guy because in passing, someone, somebody was like, she caught. was a little difficult. He was, he, you know what? Yeah. He, he didn't show up on time a few t- days. It was kind of rough with the crew. Mm-hmm. Great performance though. Great actor. But we they don't. They're like. They're like. I don't care. I got to be with this guy for three months in 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 New Zealand. Yeah, for real. So I I, I, need, I need a guy that I can vibe with and gives a good performance. Yeah. For so real. literally, all it takes is just one little. Eh, it wasn't my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Like that. Literally, he wasn't my cup of tea. Will get you not cast mm. in a major motion picture. Yep. So mm. just shake babies, kiss hands, and act <laughs> like you're trying to get voted into office talking about shaking babies we don't have any but we do have a bag of lines this is the final part of our segment and it's going to be quick fire questions now um this is louise's bag of limes (laughs) on each lime and i want you to have a little route around pull out a lime and on it has a question if you don't know what it says ask me ct your thoughts on ct i love ct ct is my boy (laughs) um I've actually, you know, spoke to CT a lot after the show. And mm-hmm. um, I have a lot of respect for him. He's, you know, he's got a big heart. Yeah. He's got a really big heart and he's a really good guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I don't watch much of the show, but I know he's got sort of a reputation of being a little rough around the edges. And I feel like he's getting more polished up. Though. You know, but I, I, <laughs> I, I really love him. I love that guy. He's a really good guy. Wicked. Next up. Keep it moving. Dig deep. Uh, who would you call if you were lonely? <laughs> who would I call if I was lonely? Uh, probably my girlfriend. Hey. <laughs> um, but a trouble. more interesting answer. Uh, I would call Lil Mama. Lil Mama. For Dude, real. she is so fun. Her, us wicked. in the studio, I can't believe I didn't have a cameraman there like oh, documenting it because God. it was so I would have loved funny. to have been a fly on the wall. So funny. Salida. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, she was great. I love her. She's a you know, another huge heart and so sweet. She's a babe. Um, yeah, and I mean, she's just drop dead gorgeous. Dynamite. Yeah. But just her I mean, her vibe was her she was great. Wicked. You could tell she was like from the islands. <laughs> Most overrated overrated underrated artist on the challenge no oh in real life singer oh gee uh the most overrated 
I don't know. I'll just say, I mean, I don't even, I haven't even heard her music or I don't have any real opinion on her or whatever, but I'll just say it because it's probably like the, a popular thing to say is that bad Bobby chick or whatever. The Cash Me Outside. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's like nominated for best yeah. female artist and stuff like, like that. Like now yeah. in conversation now, with I, now, the granted. best female. And I'm not even going to mention the other best female rappers in the same sentence. Oh, yeah. Now, granted. Best female I've not heard the song. And her. She could be fire. I yeah. mean, Cardi B came off Instagram. She's one of the most fire. Like her flow is out of control, you know, mm-hmm. and she's her songs are just like epic. Yeah. So I haven't heard the the I haven't heard her music. So I don't know. She might be really great. But I would just say that for like for it, now. Yeah. Because I feel I like heard it's coming more out of this virality. Yeah. Than anything. But else. who knows? Who knows? Um, it's always, you know, I never want to knock artists. And most um, everyone's doing underrated. Thing, so. Underrated. Um Well, I wouldn't say he's underrated because he's one of the biggest artists, but I would say I don't think a lot of people realize how incredibly talented Charlie Puth is. Mm. Um, yeah, like that guy's out of control. Mm. I mean, his and he's a, he's he, he's a, he's a, a a jazz pianist. You know, I mean, oh. he can get in there with a three piece jazz band and just like. Mm. So he's he's it's kind of low key. I find super low key, and yeah. then all of a sudden he sits down at the piano and you're just like, what the. F- what mm. um but yeah i i'd say i'd say try at least his musicianship is 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 underrated yeah because i don't think that the layman who's not his major fan knows what an incredible talent he is got you all right keep it moving drake keep it going date yeah. vegan or go vegan for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. so we know that you are a big meat lover i love steak. so what's it going to be are you going to date a vegan or you have to go vegan for two hundred fifty thousand? okay and well, we can negotiate on the okay. fee well i mean obviously i'd date a vegan for two hundred fifty thousand. that'd be the easy that's easy you're not getting paid i don't have to, to date the vegan wait what you have to either date the vegan or go vegan. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> for two hundred fifty thousand. Like, I'll, I'll date anybody for two fifty. Date the llama for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, no problem. <laughs> okay, let's see. Go vegan for two hundred fifty thousand. Well, obviously, I would date a vegan because um, I don't want to have to go vegan. But would I go vegan for two hundred fifty thousand dollars? How long? Forever. Forever. Life. Not no worth it. No more steak and eggs. Not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> no way no way I'm gonna make my own 250k next question vegans you know where to call Drake <laughs> okay fuck Mary kill yes it's but, for you but who you gotta give me uh, gotta give me three sorry, options sorry people on the show you only give cast me... members in the challenge so you gotta pick three cast members and give me a fuck Mary kill <sighs> okay so Salita okay um Tori Okay. Anissa. Aww. That's not nice. Why? Because okay, I don't want to kill Anissa. You just did. But just I have to kill Anissa. Anissa. Sorry. I sorry. do. Okay, I have to kill Anissa. I have to kill Anissa. Okay. I. This is very... I, I don't... It's fine. I'd, I'd, have, I'd have relations with Tori. You do things with Tori, and then I would marry. I'd marry Salida for real. Heck yeah! Okay, there we go. Tori ain't mad at you. She is gonna yeah, be t- so okay. pleased. That's her Kayla. crush. 
Yes, Kayla, thoughts? I love Kayla. I yeah. think she's badass. Um, she's dope. I thought. I think the way she played the game was awesome. Mm-hmm. I think she's a really cool chick. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, and her tattoos are. I love her tattoos. Yes. <laughs> Nobody got left. Wes, Wes. Um, Parting words for Wes. Wes loves to play the challenge. Loves it. Yeah. Um, Wes is a cool dude, you know, smart guy. Um, would you hang with him outside of the challenge? Probably not. I mean, I, oh, I mean, I would. I mean, I absolutely would because he's a cool guy. Like, if we were going to hang out, like, yeah. But I don't know, he reminds me of my brother a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wes I mean, I love counsel. my brother. I love my brother. <laughs> my brother's awesome. But, you know, we're just, like, totally into different stuff, you know? Like, he's not into music. He's, like, more technical. He's, like... Like, there's just not a lot of stuff that we just connect yeah. with. So, I love hanging out with my brother. So, for that reason, but I wouldn't, he's canceled. But he wouldn't be, like, one of my <laughs> bros that I, like, hang out with on a regular basis and, and connect with on, I like, art and history and love, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't, you wouldn't golf with him. Maybe you would. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would golf with him. Yeah. Who's up next? I don't know if we talk or about Or what's up next? Know, anyway. Drake on Drake. Yes. Thoughts on Drake. Oh my goodness. You are the original Drake. Oh my gosh. This is this one's hard. Okay. <laughs> yes, Drake on Drake. Yeah. What would you like to know? Thoughts on Drake. Thoughts on Drake the rapper? Yep. I think he's dope. For real. Oh, yeah. Okay, favorite Drake. I song. mean, I think that uh I think that it's pretty interesting that Drake is both of our middle names. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, what's his your, name is Aubrey Drake. Name? Yeah. Jared Drake. And what's yours then? Jared. Jared Drake. Yeah. Oh, so you're Jared Drake and he's Aubrey, Aubrey Drake. Drake. Yeah. I... But just all all my life growing up, I've just been called Drake. Like my dad called me Drake. My I was enrolled in school as Drake, and mm-hmm. it was just I've always just had a favorite first name. Drake song. Um. Nice for what's popping. Probably like. Uh, I like I like Hotline Bling mm-hmm. a lot. I really like that melody a lot. Yeah. Um and I There's like controller. Something about that. Oh, controller. I even referenced you know that in is- uh, in in Lonely. Oh, you do? Yeah, cuz I'm like acting like you got controller. <laughs> oh, for real. I was real. like, "Oh, Drake doing Drake." Drake on Drake. Yeah. On Drake on Drake. Okay, the final right. question and this is the big one for Drake. We might be here a while. Gucci or guitars? For real. You'll be surprised I'm not wearing any Gucci today. If you had to I'm get- only wearing Dolce & Gabbana. If you had to get rid of all of the guitars or all of the Gucci in your life, which one would you get rid of? Now, I know this is conflicting. I mean, I would obviously get rid of the Gucci. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, I love the Gucci, but I can always design my own, my own, my own dope Gucci. But guitar, it's like... No one wants to go around building their own guitar. Yeah, but (laughs) not just that. It's like, I you, you... it's like the same question between, you know, what would you give up, acting or or music? And it's like, well, it's just sort of the same question. You know, Gucci guitar is like, well, I love acting. I love fashion. I love, you know, I, I love being on a set. Without? But I can't survive without music. I can't survive without getting what I, you know, when you're doing a show, you're doing a TV, you know, you're playing a character that somebody else created, that someone else you know, 
mm-hmm. developed and you're hoping you're doing what they envisioned. Um, but when it's music, but when it's music, it's yours, and it's you, you know. That's why it's so funny sometimes when actors they get so into their craft, and it's like, oh, you don't understand what it's like to being in front of the camera. It's like taking your clothes off and turning around slowly, and everybody judging you and doing. I'm like, whatever, dude, you're playing a character. You're pretending. For real. I'm not judging you, man. I'm They're judging, judging the character. character. <laughs> like, or okay, oh, you didn't do a good job on that character. Well, that guess character what? Sucks. You have 50 people to blame. Yeah. You have 75 people to blame. You could be like, oh, well, the writing, the writing was terrible. Oh, well, the director didn't direct me properly. Where or I'm oh, uh, the it was the other actor in the scene. Or mm-hmm. oh, it was this and then this. When you're up on stage with your guitar and nothing else, mm-hmm. singing a song that you wrote in your bedroom mm-hmm. in front of a crowd full of people. Mm-hmm. That's much more nerve wracking. For real. Because that's you. And when they say that they like it or they don't like it, Mm. they're saying they don't like what you created from nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like you can go, oh, well, I didn't write that line. Yeah. Oh, that movie wasn't really that funny. Mm -hmm. I didn't write it. I just got paid to be in it. Mm. Like, I just did what I just, I just did my job. I showed up and did my job. It ain't my fault. You know, but as a musician, as as a writer, a songwriter, you know, you're bearing your soul. You're sitting there going, you know, it's it's like funny. I uh, there was this lyric. Uh, who I can't remember what the artist was, but he had this lyric that was like, "I've never talked about my I've never talked to my dad about this." I'm, like he's talking about all these issues that he has, and he's like, "I've never talked to my dad about this, so I'll just write it in a song and tell the whole world about it." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's really what it is. It's like you take these internalization, in, 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 insanely serious and personal moments in your life and things that are so you know you wouldn't tell your best friend you wouldn't you know you you would be weary of confiding in them about this mm-hmm. and yet we're you know and we're so vulnerable as artists and all this and then we on the other hand we, we turn around and we write it down on paper and then we record it and then we give it to the entire world real to sit there and judge Deep. and say, oh, well, I can't believe he's going through there, that. And, and that line hit me so much. It was like, dude, I wouldn't even talk about this shit with my dad. Yeah. But I'm going to get on stage and tell the whole world about it. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, that's kind of trippy. You know what I mean? Deep. Yeah, it's cool. No. But yeah, that's why I think like just music and art, like your own artistry is much more rewarding and important. And Sure. So you heard it here first. Gucci's out. Guitars are in. Yeah. Drake, thank you so so yeah, much course, for coming course, through. No I'm so glad. This is awesome. To do yeah, this thank before, you. Um, you're jetting off again. Yeah. Let everybody know where they can find you if they haven't already. Um, Twitter, just Instagram. all the norms, all the normies. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's just Drake Bell. Nothing and then fancy. music should be coming out when? Yeah, we should have music out in the next few weeks. Um, a new video coming. I'm going to be working with the director who did uh, my buddy Pump. Um, little Pump. Little Pump. Pump, Pump. Who did a Skedit and Gucci Gang. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use the same director and Amazing. have some fun. Oh, for and, real. Uh, I can tell. Look at Hopefully your Mama gets in the video. Oh, for goodness you know, sake. So uh, that would <laughs> be really good. sick. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, so a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff just, just brewing and, and ready to serve. Thank you so, so much for coming. And before you leave, I've got your little present. Nothing major. Don't what? get excited. A present? No, stop it. Don't get excited. It's and in don't a Gucci open it yet. Ba- what? It's nothing exciting. It's for There's your home. There's two it's Gucci boxes in Gucci here. A Gucci jumper. Uh, but it smells like Gucci. It does. Oh, you. St-
come here. No. Stop it. I didn't bring you anything. You didn't have to. You brought me you. Oh, that is so sweet. Yes. She got me an Instagram post. Woo. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming Yeah, that's so sweet of you. Thank you so much. This has been Slay Sunday. Kill it, babe. Heck yeah. Gucci gang. I'm hosting my first Slay Sunday contest when one of my lucky supporters will win the chance to interview me about my experience on the Challenge Champs vs. Stars Season 3. To enter, tag me in your Insta stories and tell me how you slay. For more details, go to slaywithlulu.com forward slash contest. So don't forget, send in those videos.